Hey guys, this is Ann Strout, and I help entrepreneurs just like you who want to scale their coaching businesses to multiple five-figure months selling their services online. I am so pumped to help you rebel against your circumstances, resist those naysayers, and end the hustle propaganda so that you can finally unleash your inner rebel, screw the rules, and make some serious bank. Because real rebels make money, not coffee. So rise up, join the revolution, and enjoy the episode. All right, guys. Hey, welcome to um, an episode. This is um, one of my new episodes here from Rebel Radio. We do this every single week. I'm super pumped here to be with you guys. Today, we're going to dive into a super juicy topic that I'm really pumped about. Um, So just sit back and enjoy the episode. Let's dive in. All right, so today we're talking think you can't guarantee your monthly income, think again. I'm really excited about this because it's kind of a bold statement. So I've said this a lot and I've gotten some hype about this, right? Like, hey, Anne, you know, how can you actually guarantee your income, right? Like nothing is guaranteed. So how can you go around and actually tell people and say that you can guarantee your income? Like, how is this possible, right? But here's the thing, it's a bold statement, but it is my truth. I literally can guarantee how much money I'm going to make each and every single month. And it's a very simple process. And in fact, it is a fail-proof process if you work the system, right? It works if you work it. If you do it consistently and you follow these steps uh, that I'm going to share with you today and you do it all the way through for the amount of time I suggest in the order that I tell you, and you do all of it really, really well, then you can actually guarantee your income, okay? Because it's a fail-proof system as long as you do it. Obviously, like anything else, if you don't follow through, if you quit halfway through, or if you just don't do it and you don't really get behind what you're doing and you don't um, really commit, then obviously and naturally, you're not gonna get results, and that is with anything, right? All right, so let me ask you, if you ever wish that maybe there was a way you could really rely on your monthly income each and every single month, like guarantee it, right? Maybe you're frustrated with your income being inconsistent, being up and down. Maybe it's all over the place month to month and you just don't know what to expect. Maybe you just don't have a reliable source of income that's coming in each and every single month. So If this is you, if that's speaking to you, the first thing I would say is to think about why this is happening for just a hot second, okay? Think about why you think this is happening and then how amazing it would feel to have a consistent flow of income each and every single month that you could count on, right? That you could rely on. And that's exactly what I want to show you how to do here today because I know better than anyone what it's like to have a great month or maybe even a great quarter and then it drops. Then it rises again and then it drops again, right? It's annoying to say the least, but more than that, it makes you a little crazy, okay? I was a little cray-cray for a while because I started to wonder, what the heck am I doing wrong? 
Um, am I even cut out for this? Will I ever figure this out, right? So I wanna share with you step-by-step step, how um, you can guarantee your income every single month so you can finally see steady progress and traction but also have an income that you can rely on so you can start making decisions in your business um, and in your personal life that support your goals without the lack of money playing a factor. Sound good? Um, let's do this, right? Grab a pen, grab paper, open up a Google Doc, however you like to take notes, write this ish down because I'm telling you, if you follow this, if you do this, if you work this really simple system, then you will be able to guarantee your income, okay? Every single month, whatever that looks like. All right, let's get into it. Let's dive in. So the first step is to choose just one goal for the quarter, okay? I want you to choose just one big goal that you have for the quarter. So for the next 90 days. Now, I know you have so many ideas and there's so many ways that you could help people, but now is not the time to make this complicated, all right? Nine out of 10 times, the reason that entrepreneurs come to me stressed out and struggling financially is because they can't wrap their mind around one thing long enough to get a result. It's not a good problem to have if I'm being totally honest, right? So if you can just focus on one thing, just one thing for the next 90 days, you'd see amazing momentum and traction in your results, right? And things will feel less confusing and time consuming. It's really easy to burn out and get confused when you're trying to do a bunch of things all at once, especially if you don't have those things mastered like a pro. Okay, um, when you're doing things and you're not really sure how to do them and you're not sure how to make them work for you and you're not sure um, exactly like, like how to really master it, you haven't nailed it. And imagine doing three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten things that you're not doing very well, right? It would make sense that the results are not going to be very well, right? So I'd love for you to get really, really good at less and you can add on as you begin to master steady traction and results. Does that make sense? So an example, an example would be when I started my business over 17 years ago, when I started my business, um, I really just focused on like, um, in, in my first business, I had a VA company, I've had two businesses. So in my first business, my VA company, when I first started, I focused on just getting one-on-one -on -one clients, okay? Um, that's kind of how I started the business. That's how it kicked off. That's how I got, you know, traction going, got clients, and made some money. Well, as that business grew, um, you know, I, I wanted to really have a team, and I wanted to be kind of a one-stop full service, right, for, for entrepreneurs. And I wanted to provide more services so that people could see that we were really valuable and we kind of had everything that they needed all wrapped up in like one little pretty box. And I couldn't start that way because I didn't have the money to get a team. I didn't have the money to delegate stuff yet. And I didn't really have many clients. And I was still figuring out what services I provided. So I started with just me doing one-on-one -on -one work, okay? 
But my bigger vision was to have a full staff, an agency. I wanted a team of implementers. And I didn't actually want to be doing the work anymore. I wanted to be doing, you know, the sales to bring the clients in. And then I wanted to do the um, the brainstorming and the strategy and stuff like that with my clients. But I didn't want to be doing the stuff. So I had to grow into that. Same thing when I started my coaching business, this business, Sell Like a Rebel. When I started this business, um, all I focused on for like five years was one-on-one coaching, okay? I focused on -on one-on-one coaching, and all I did was focus on building up my one-on-one coaching practice and having consistent clients every single month so that I could have 10K months. So when I first started this business right here, that's all I did, and it was all I provided. I would basically bring clients on board and I would help them get their um, their coach, first coaching clients or their next set of coaching clients so that they could get to 10K months, right? That's all I focused on for years in the beginning of my business. And then from there, I grew, right? Because when I started this business, I wanted courses, I wanted programs, um, I wanted to have a membership site, I wanted a portal where all my courses would live, I wanted automated sales funnels, I wanted a branded website, I wanted a lot of things. But that's not where I started and I couldn't um, spread myself between doing all of those things if I wanted to get traction and if I wanted to see results happen. I had to focus on one thing and that was what is the, the one thing that is closest to the money? Well, for me at that time and probably for most of you, it's one-on-one clients. It's not websites, it's not sales pages, it's not blogs, it's not you know um, funnels, it's not um, you know 10 different courses, it's not 10 different programs and 10 different uh, offers. It's just like one thing to get the money coming in. Once you get the money and the experience and the testimonials, you start to add on from there. So I offered one-on-one services for years and years in my business. And then from there, I took that one-on-one and everything I did with my clients inside there, I just created a group program. We were doing the same things, maybe a couple extra things, but essentially what I was doing is I was just creating it in a different structure. So I was kind of doing the same thing, but in a different structure. So instead of one-on-one sessions, I was doing group trainings, right? Modules and training calls, and then serving them in a group. Um, And that brought me to the one-to-many. So I was able to serve more people at one time. That was leverage, right? But I didn't start there. I started doing one-on-one first. It was the fastest, easiest way to get money and traction, to get some clients, to get some testimonials, and also to figure out how do I really want to work with my clients and what can I really help them do. So it helped me refine my services before I went off and built out a group program. It's a lot of work. It's not as simple as just coming up with the idea and throwing it out there. And so you really want to make sure you've got this sellable program in place. And I started doing one-on-one to get that system first okay so that is a couple of examples of what I mean when I say get good at less and just start with one thing that you can help your clients with and from there you can grow and here is the thing the thing I want to say about that is that you can start with one thing and still help them with other things just don't sell more than one thing 
Don't promote more than one thing. Don't talk about more than one thing. What you don't want to do is go to your potential clients and say, I can help you build a website, lose weight, get clients, create your course, create your program, master sales, get rid of all your limited beliefs. Like You don't want to go into this great big book about all the things you're so good at. It is overwhelming. It's confusing. If you look at it from the perspective of your ideal client, they're already stressed and overwhelmed. They're busy. They're very limited with time. The last thing they want is to be more overwhelmed. And you, so you don't want to present your offer in a way that feels like, wow, that's going to be a lot of work. Or, geez, that's going to take a long time. Or, wow, my, I, I don't know if I have time to do all that right now. Keep it simple. Okay, use the KISS method. Uh, like they say, keep it simple, silly. I'm not going to say stupid. I'm just going to say keep it si- simple, silly. Um, and don't try to overstuff and go, you know, too crazy. Just solve one problem, okay? And then you can you can help them with other things along the way inside your package once you start working together. Make sense? All right, so your action step would be to choose one thing for the next 90 days that you'd love to nail and get steady traction with, all right? And then feel free to let me know or to share that with me, what that might be, because I would absolutely um, love to see that. I'd love to give any feedback or suggestions. Okay, step two. You gotta know your numbers like the boss that you are. Okay, because here's the thing. You are now running a business. You're a business owner. You're a CEO. Everything in your business in terms of uh, traction, results, lack of, it all relies on you. It's all your responsibility and it all comes down to you. There's nobody out there that's going to do this work for you. All right. Um, It's hard to swallow. I get it. But it is what it is. Like there's no coach or training program or any amount of education or experience that's going to do the results for you or that's going to do the work for you. You are the business owner. So if it's not, you know, this is that transition from you know, um, a lot of people come to me from corporate. And, you know, if you come from the corporate world, then you're very used to um, punching in, doing what you're told, right? Like you have a list of responsibilities. That's part of your job description. And then you clock out and you're done for the day and you get paid for your time. So your time is your value. Well, that is not how it works in entrepreneurship. There is no time clock and there is no set of things, right? Like that someone's going to give you. You have to come up with that. You have to decide on that. And then you have to figure out how am I going to execute them, right? What order and and what am I going to put my focus on? It's all up to you. And you clock in when you're ready and you clock out when you're ready, right? And what you do with your time during the day is solely up to you and it dictates your results. There is no um, time versus, you know, in trade of value. So there isn't, um, you know, you work this amount of hours a day or you put in this amount of time and that predicts your paycheck. It's not how it works here, right? Um, As you know, so you are the boss. And so what that means is, you know, and I'm not gonna lie here, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. A good businesswoman, a good boss knows her numbers. She's connected with them on a daily basis. Now, I will admit, I suck at math. I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not even kidding. I failed math miserably in school. And even today, it is not a strength of mine at all. Okay, I am very lucky I can add and subtract. I'm not good with math. But 
here's the thing. When I realized that business was a numbers game and that by knowing certain numbers, I could leverage my results, like my revenue, and didn't need to know jack about math, this skyrocketed my results like crazy. And even better than that, I cut the time I worked in half each week because the numbers told me exactly what to focus on. Okay, now I'm going to give you a couple of numbers. You can write these down that you got to know. You have to be looking at, you got to be intimate with, um, especially before trying to sell something. Or if you're going to do a launch, if you're going to try to sell anything, um, these are the things, the, these are a few of the numbers that you've you got to be looking at, you got to be really intimate with, uh, you got to have a pulse on these things. So, the first one is your monthly money goals for the quarter. So that's looking at how much money do you desire to make each month for the next 90 days. And you want to be specific, okay, and include things like your personal money goals, your business goals, and then any extras. So if you have extras like, um, you know, maybe you want to go on a family vacation, or maybe you want to take a trip, or maybe you want to buy a house, or you want to pay off a credit card, right? Or I don't know, maybe you want new tires for a vehicle. Like uh, maybe you want to put your kids into an activity or something. It's, it's looking at in the next 90 days, what are some extras that I might really want, right? And you start to look at that. So that total number that you come up with, that will be your monthly money goals for the next 90 days. So now you know exactly to the penny how much money you have to make every single month for the next 90 days. It's really good to know that, right? Because you not only know what you're working toward and you're getting really excited, right, about that, but you also, um, but you also have a pulse on where the money's going, like why you need to create that much money. A lot of people will come to me and say, oh, I just want to have a $100,000, you know, year just because. I mean, that's what everybody else is doing, right? Or I just want a five-figure month. It seems like th that's the trend right now. And the problem is you have no emotional attachment to that number, there's nothing that's tying you to that number in a way that's going to keep your head in the game and keep you doing the things you got to do to make that money happen, right? Like that makes sense. So if you don't have um, a specific number and then a specific reason for that number, then you're not really going to have, um, you're not going to be behind it in a way that's going to keep you in the game and doing the things you have to do to hit those goals, right? So make sure you do that first step. The next thing you want to look at is that once you know how much money you need to bring in and why, like where it's all going, you'll feel really eager and intentional around creating that money, right? Versus when you have no idea how much you need or why you need that. And so now you'll want to identify what you already have in place to support those money goals. So, you know, you might look at things like, okay, well, how many people do I have on my email list? Um, how many people are in my Facebook group? What past buyers do I have? What current clients am I working with? What you'll do is you'll start to look at the numbers and you'll start to see that these numbers are going to tell you what you already have in place to start working with. And since these are your hardest traffic sources, you're more likely to get sales than reaching out and targeting cold traffic that doesn't know, like, or trust you yet. Right? I see a lot of people, they say, they say, Ann, you know, I'm trying to make 
10,000, 5,000 or $10,000 this month, whatever that looks like for you. Um, and then, you know, I'm reaching out in Facebook groups and I'm running cold ads and I'm, you know, trying to find like new people to get on my list. And although those are great activities, um, when you're trying to fill a program or you're trying to make money and, and you're trying to do that quickly and easily, you want to go after your hot traffic first. You want to exhaust your hot traffic first. Then if there's still a few sales that you need, you can go to cold traffic, right? Cold traffic needs time. They need to be nurtured for an extended period of time. They need to get to know, like, and trust you. They need to be activated as buyers. There is a process with that. You don't just attract cold leads and they're just going to come invest in your program, okay? And especially if it's a higher-end offer, like one-on-one -on -one or like a high-level group program or mastermind or something like that, those people are going to need some time. Like, even a free sales call is going to be something they will turn down until they know, like, and trust you. Okay, so this is why you want to look at your hot traffic. So those are just some basic numbers, like some beginner numbers that you're going to want to be really keeping a good pulse on and really looking at because those numbers are going to say, here's what you have in place and here's what you don't have in place, right? So let me give you some basic industry stats, some numbers that you'll want to keep in mind. And this will tie into... Um, this will just demonstrate for you why those numbers that I just shared with you are important. Like your your email, how many people you have on an email list, so your subscribers, how many people do you have in a Facebook group, how many current clients, past buyers, things like that. So here's the the um, some standard industry standard numbers, some stats for you to compare with. So one to three percent of your email list will buy from you. Sometimes you can even get up to five percent. But here's the thing. The percentage that actually buys from you is going to be dependent upon the price of your offer, how nurtured those people are, and then how congruent your message and your offer is. Because even if you've got a sexy, sellable offer, if you don't know how to talk about it and position it and demonstrate it to them so that they can also see that it's a really sexy, sellable offer, then it's not going to matter. They're not going to buy it. Okay? You can't just have one of these things. They, they go together. Okay, and honestly, when I'm running my numbers, I always go with 1%. I always go with the lowest amount because if I get higher than that, then I'm ahead of the game. But I don't want to set myself up for failure. So I always say 1% of my email list is going to buy. So then I look at my how many people I have on my email list and I do 1% of that email list. That is how many buyers I currently have on my list. And then I look at how many buyers do I need for my offer to hit my money goal. And then I ask myself, do I have enough people on my email list? Yes or no? If I do, then that tells me, shit, shit, I don't have to work too hard, right? Like, I actually have enough people on my email list to make this happen. So let's put together an email campaign, right? Like, we will map, we will exhaust my email list <clears throat> for this upcoming launch. Or it might say, no, you don't have enough people. Right? If we look at 1% of your email list, that's not enough for you. There's not enough buyers there for you to hit your money goals that you said you wanted to make. So if that's the case, well, guess what? That just told you that you need to go email your list or build your list. So now you know that. So what I would do is I would follow my two-step email process. Build, nurture. Build, nurture. Go build your email list and nurture them like a crazy person. Build, nurture, build, nurture. And you do that until the 1% tells you you got more than enough buyers on your email list, right? Is this not really good stuff? Okay, 
So that's what you want to do, okay? You want to be looking at that stuff first. So the so 1% to 3%, okay, from your email list will buy. Now, here's another number for you. Up to 5% of your Facebook group will buy. That's actually more than your email list, but it is dependent upon the price of your offer and how nurtured um, your community is and how congruent your message and offer is to them. So the same things apply to your Facebook group as your email list, right? Like if you have a Facebook group and I don't care how many people you do or don't have in there, if you have a Facebook group and you're not showing up and you're not giving value and you're not consistent and you're not really leading the group as the group owner and you're not really creating a fun, uh, helpful place for your people to be where they want to spend time with you and they want to hear your stuff and they want to learn from you and you're not being consistent and being a leader and positioning yourself as an expert in your group, then it's going to be less than 5%. It's going to be harder to get those numbers up there, okay? It's going to be harder to get those people activated as a buyer if you're not doing those things, okay? So these are standard numbers based on you having a nurtured and engaged community that you're just taking really well care of and you're doing it consistently and you're giving them and putting things in front of them that they really want and need, that they see as helpful and see as a solution and that they see you as the expert that can help them. If you're not doing those things, then yes, obviously you're not, you're not going to get the number up there, right? So you want to look at your hottest traffic sources first, okay? Not only, but first. So current clients, past buyers, your email list, your Facebook group, any affiliates or referral partners, engaged members in your audience, or even engaged members in other people's groups, okay? Even that counts, all right? But again, um, you know, you have to be looking at your nurture sequence, you have to be looking at the engagement level of things, but those are some basic industry standard stats for you to keep in mind when you run your email list numbers and your Facebook group numbers. These are the things that you want to compare them against to really say, okay, you know, maybe I have enough people on my email list based on my numbers, right? Calculated it and 1%, yeah, I have enough buyers, but I know I haven't really engaged and nurtured them well, so let me spend maybe three or four weeks or five weeks or six weeks and let me really just nurture them. Not pitch anything, but let me just show up and give them some great value, get them engaged again, boost the engagement level and nurture um, nurture level so that when I do go to promote my offer that I know I can get at least that 1% for sure. You see? And I, I will say this. If you do this and you run these numbers every single time like this, you're not only going to know exactly what you need to do and what you don't need to be doing or, or focusing your time on, but you're going to be able to guarantee your income as long as you do what it the numbers tell you to do. If the numbers tell you you need 500 more people on your email list to make 5000 a month with the offer that you have, then go add 500 people to your email list. Your goal for the next 90 days is to build your email list. It's to get 500 more people on your email list. That's the goal. That is the only focus because the only way you're gonna hit the money goals is if the numbers are there. So then all you would do is build and nurture, build and nurture until you have enough people on your email list to hit the money goal. It's guaranteed as long as you do it, okay? 
Um, all right, so your action step for this one is to run your numbers and tally up what you do have to work with as just a starting point or a stepping stone. And then what do you need to do to build off of that to hit those money goals? So what do you still need in place? That will give you a very intentional focus for the next 90 days, right? All right, the third step is how do you wanna make that money? So once you know your numbers and you see what you have and don't have in place to support your money goal, it's time to create your offer. So this is where you um, you want to figure out, okay, what do I wanna sell in exchange for the money, right? You can't make money if you don't have something to sell. So you've gotta come up with an offer. Um, now I like to focus on just solving one problem that my audience is having so badly they're willing to pay for the solution. It's easy to talk about and present and far easier to sell than trying to tell your audience about this long list of things that you could solve for them. It can be confusing to your audience and even feel overwhelming, right? Um, just think about that. If you've ever seen an offer that maybe somebody was putting out there and it was like confusing and really overwhelming or it seemed like a lot of stuff or scattered and kind of all over the place. Um, and, and maybe you got thinking like, geez, I don't know if I can do all that or if I even need all that or, you know, do I have time for all of that? Like it's a, it feels like too much, right? You do not want that. So let's just put the biggest fire out first and then we can worry about solving other things along the way. Don't try to sell them everything. Got it? So, you know, you can definitely help them with other things once they become a client. But you just don't want to, um, you know, go into I serve everyone with everything. Um, everyone is my ideal client and I can solve all problems. You don't want to be Mrs. Fix-It, okay? Because that's not your job. Um, you don't want to look like you have a solution to everybody's problems, okay? You want to hone in, niche down a little bit just to get started, especially from the selling standpoint. But then once you get them into your offer, you can look at the other things that come up along the way that you know you can help them with. All right, so an easy process for this is over the next 90 days, spend at least at least a minimum of two weeks polling your audience, okay? Um, you'll wanna get their language for your emails and your promotions, and you'll also wanna make sure that your offer provides exactly what they're willing to pay for, okay, and that they want, and nothing that they don't want or need. We're not looking to overstuff here, okay? So one of the things with this to keep in mind um, is that if, if you have an offer that you're in love with and you know is really sexy, but your people are not seeing that, that's a problem. And it's not a good problem to have unless you're the one that's gonna pay for your stuff, which you're not, right? You need sales, not just fans. So in order for you to get those sales, you gotta make sure you're putting an offer in front of them that they absolutely want. It might not be what they need per se, because what they need will be inside your offer, right? That'll be the way that you help them. That'll be your system. That's not what you wanna sell. You wanna sell what they want right? Like my clients want to easily and effortlessly book consistent clients and sales calls and fill their coaching programs, right? They want five figure months consistently, uh, sorry, five figure months consistently, right? And they want to be able to do this on a regular consistent basis. So they have steady income and clients, right? Um, 
the way they have to do that is they have to poll, they have to work on their mindset, they have to master sales, they have to, you know, really nail nail down and hone in on their message, they have to, you know, focus on less, they got to get organized, they need to create a content plan, they need to do all this stuff. I can't sell that because that is too much, right? It's overwhelming, it's confusing, and it makes it feel like you have a lot of work to do. Um, and in most cases, you do. But when I work with my clients, we simplify it and we focus on one thing at a time. So it's easy and it's uh, attainable, right? But if I tried to sell that, people would be like, whoo, their heads would be spinning, okay? So I'm just going to sell. I can help you fill your calendar with sales calls that will be actual buyers who are ready to invest and we will fill your program and we'll get you to those five-figure months. And we will make sure it's a consistent strategy, okay? Or a set of systems. So that's the thing there. Um, so you want to focus on selling them what they want. You can give them what they need inside your offer. The want is that outcome. That's what they want, the outcome, right? They want the five-figure months consistent clients. What they need is all of, that's the how. That's what you'll do inside of your offer or your system with them, right? Um, that's not what we're going to sell them. All right, so once you get this data, you can use that language from your polls inside your email invitations, your Facebook lives, your social posts, your sales pages, in any other content you use to invite people to a call with you or to check out your offer. All right, so the whole purpose and intention behind doing the polls is that you use the data, okay? Because if you can create content and messaging that is using their language, they are going to stop dead in their tracks and they are gonna resonate with your messaging. Okay, they are going to see that this is a solution for them. They're going to recognize themselves and their situation in your messaging. If you're just writing random stuff from your head, your people are not really going to get that. And so then you might see, hey, I'm doing all the things, but I'm not really getting engagement. I'm not getting results. And that is simply because your people don't get what you're saying. If you try to just create stuff from your own head, you're going to have a really hard time and it probably takes you a long time to come up with content, I would imagine. So, of course, you can skip this part, right? You don't have to pull your people. You can go ahead and skip it. But I don't recommend it because chances are, if you're not booked solid on a very regular basis, it's probably your messaging and your positioning. Your audience isn't resonating with what you're putting in front of them. So, for me, and in my, my programs, and in my business, Polling my audience is non-negotiable. I have been doing it for over 17 years on the daily, every single day. I am polling and surveying and communicating, engaging, getting to know my people, um, taking their language and putting it into all of my content every single day for over 17 years I've been doing this, okay? So for me, this is a non-negotiable. It is something all my clients do. Plus, it's literally going to cut down the guesswork and the time that you have to put in to get your message out there and get sales, right? So if you're sitting there saying, I don't know what to title this is, uh, I want to do a Facebook Live, what do I talk about? I don't know what my subject line should be in my email, what do I say in the email? I want to come up with a five-day challenge, I don't know what it should be about or what to title it. Then the problem is you're not pulling your audience. You don't even know what they want from you. And you can't get this information from a coach or a mentor or somebody else or some training program. You have to go get it from the horse's mouth, so to speak. So go to your clients. Go to your buyers and ask them, right? <clears throat> All right. Once the polling process is done, 
you're ready to start putting your offer out there, right? You've polled your audience, you got this information. Now it's time to go into step number four. These are the sole money-making activities, okay? Um, <clears throat> this is where people get tripped up because they think that they have to do all the things, right? Because we're conditioned to believe that the more you do, the more results you'll get and the more time you put in, the more valuable you are or the harder that you're working. And this is not true. In fact, the less you do really well, the more traction you'll get, the less time it will take to get results and the more efficient you'll be. Plus, the entire process of launching or filling a program will feel way easier and dare I say fun, all right? So I have a lot of fun launching. I have a lot of fun promoting. I have a lot of fun, you know, serving, showing up and serving my community and giving them what they really want and need. Um, and a lot of people don't really feel that way. And so I do dare to say it can be really fun. Um, because when you're getting traction, you're getting results and you're helping people and people feel like you're really serving them, that's fun right? Because that's what we want to be doing. So in order for you to do that, you've got to get good at less. You've got to focus on less stuff. <clears throat> because here's the truth. Success isn't about how much you do, okay? It's about how well you do what you do, okay? And you can't do a lot of things at one time really well. Got that? Does that make sense? Success isn't about how much you do, Okay, it's about how well you do what you do. And you can't do a lot of things at one time really well. All right, so that should make sense. So here is the action step. Um, the action step is for this. Success isn't about strategy, it's about energy. So follow what feels good and try to focus on one to two, a max of three strategies that feel really good at one time and then do them for le uh, no less than 90 days, okay? So maybe you're gonna choose to email your list a couple times a week <clears throat> and maybe you're gonna do a Facebook Live every week. That would be two really good strategies that you could focus on for the next 90 days, okay? That, that will give you some traction, get you some momentum, get you clients, get you results and allow you to really feel into, you know, do I enjoy these strategies as the way for me to make sales and to help my clients, right? Um, anything less than 90 days is just not gonna, it's not gonna, um, it's not long enough to get a result. It's not long enough to really identify um, <clears throat> what works and what doesn't about that particular strategy. So no less than 90 days. So these four super simple yet very strategic steps get me so laser focused for at least 90 days and they produce more results uh, faster and in a feel good fun way than ever before in my business. No joke guys, no joke. So these steps completely eliminate overwhelm, guesswork, consumption, dabbling, lackluster results, market mode, right? as long as you follow all of these steps completely. And for no less than 90 days, you can literally guarantee that you hit your income goals because it's a fail-proof set of money-making activities. And the only way for them to not work is if you don't work the steps consistently all the way through for 90 days, okay, minimum. 
So seriously, it is a ton of great fun. Try it. Report back to me. I'd love to hear how this goes and how this works for you. I'd love to hear your results, your breakthroughs, your ahas. Tell me how this works for you. Definitely um, connect. Let me know. Reply back to me and let me know. Um, I can't wait for you to go off and just really hone in and focus for the next 90 days on these four steps. And then let me know how that works for you. I'll see you guys in another episode. Hey, hey, hold up there, Rule Breaker. Before you go, as a valued listener of the Rebel Radio Show, I want to help you grow your business, scale your business, and revolutionize your sales in the online space. Not just on these weekly episodes, but every day of the week and every week of the year. We have an amazing free Facebook group of other successful, ambitious Rule Breaking entrepreneurs who are creating financial and time freedom for their families, busting through the sleazy sales tactics and all the hyped up shiny strategies and making real incomes and impacts. If you want this experience in your business and life, and you want to be part of a real online community where you can connect, co-create, network, build your business, and get uncommonly exceptional weekly live trainings from moi, head over to Facebook, search for Ambitious Rule Breakers, and join the group community. Don't forget to hit me up in the DMs when you join. I can't wait to connect with you.